0: i'm glad she just said recording has started there we go we got i can't see your cup Talk to me there it is all right boom Yes. Yeah. another good one we drinking yes. Yes. yes another good one here's to another good
1: one
0: <laughs> yes And three two one welcome to the show we are here with the fourth edition of Run That Back Sunday Brunch, and we have another all-star cast as usual. Uh, We have Tamika Dixon, WNBA great current business owner and future Hall of Famer out of Linden, New Jersey. Penny Toler, WNBA great general manager and future Hall of Famer out of Washington, D.C., and we have Tara Lynn Towns, Child Behavioral Specialist for Living Beyond You. Hey, ladies.
2: Hey hey,
0: hey. <laughs> it's sunday morning sunday morning brunch we back here again got another hot topic definitely a hot topic i think it's a topic that a lot of people are kind of dancing around a little bit not talking about it so we're going to bring it to the table so we can start getting some answers around this i mean uh starting with penny and the question really is should we start and when are we gonna start the WNBA season? When are we gonna address it? Because right now we're supposed to be in training camp gearing up for the first game. Right now we're supposed to be finalizing the roster, not sitting in virtual meetings, which we are right now, and which have the coaches and the players attention. So as a GM, what protocol or steps need to be taken? Cause it's obvious this season is just not gonna go according to plan.
1: Well, first I want to start out with what's happening right now in the WNBA. Obviously, everybody's trying to decide, hey, can there be a season? Will there be a season? Will it not be a season? I found out what's happening. The thing I'm happy about is that the players will be paid on June 1st as expected in a normal season. So they agreed to pay the players their first paycheck. So everybody will be paid. Now, the downside of that is because there is no training camp, which they would be in training. As a matter of fact, they would have played their first game a couple of days ago for the league. So now what's happening then them, they're going to get paid their first paycheck. All those, the downside is all those players that were hopeful going to training camp that thought that they could go to training camp and fight for a position, that's no longer there. These rosters by June 1st have to be down to – 11 and 12 so some people won't even get to show their challenge because now they have to cut the players off the team the rosters have to be finalized before any player receives a check on June 1st now in saying that I also know that they have several scenarios where the league is thinking about bringing everybody together in one venue to have a season where everybody would stay there and I heard that when you enter you can't leave out and I believe in this season there's 105 days if you do a full season. I'm almost certain that they wouldn't try to do a full season. I'm sure this is my my opinion now, not the league. I'm almost sure they would probably revamp the schedule to cut out some of the games in order for the you know for the players to play. There's several problems with that though because in doing that you have to house all 12 teams. Now the next question is. Are all twelve team medical staff going to be housed? Is the back of the house going to be housed? And what I mean by the back of the house, the business side. What's going to happen with sponsorships? Because everybody, when you enter an arena, everybody have their elements of sponsorship that they sell to support the team. How is everybody going to have equal opportunity to do that? Um, what is practice going to be like? You know, what's the practice schedule for twelve teams? You know, and then is what's, what's going to happen to their families? And I'm sure a lot of these families, because if school, depending on where each player lives, I'm sure, and there are a lot of players in the league that are moms, that their kids are going to have to go to school. What happens to their child when they have to go to school? They can't be quarantined. And, you know, it's kind of difficult, I think, when you have a lot of parents, and I'm talking this for the NBA and the WNBA, that if you're somewhere quarantined for 105 days, I'm talking about the WNBA season now, not the NBA, the next thing you have is, okay, what's going to happen with the fishes? Are they going to be quarantined? It's a lot to incumbent to have this season go on. You know, um, for me, to be honest with you, you know, I would be probably one of those components of let's find a way and pay the young ladies what's fair. But would I have this season? No, I would not. And the reason being is because. While while other people are in the comforts of their own home, keeping themselves safe, is it worth your life to to play a game that I know everybody misses? Don't get me wrong. Everybody misses sports. But is it worth it to put somebody's life at risk just so they would have something with everybody else who's in the comfort of their own home watching that maybe something could happen and this virus could, one person could get it and spread it throughout. And, And if that happens, casualties are high you know, casualties will be high because I don't care what type of control environment that you want to have, unfortunately, you're going to have those people that's going to bug the system and believe, oh, I can just go out for a minute, or oh, I can just do that. And let's just say someone does catch it and, and, and has the unfortunate timing of, of dying. Who's responsible for that? I think a better question is to realize that we're in a pandemic, uh, unfortunately, usual circumstances, um, the young ladies didn't ask for this, the team didn't ask for this, and you find a way that you can support. It's only 12 teams. There's only 12 teams, and, yeah, each team got a million-plus salary cap, but everybody's not at the salary cup, cap. Find a way to pay these players something until you can come back next year with a full season. Because even if you start the season, and let's say they play on June, um, say they getting paid on June 1st. Okay, if you call the season later, and they and people need to be thinking about this element as well. Let's just say they get paid on June 1st. They get paid on June 15th. Then all of a sudden they see they can't go. Now every player has to enter that cycle of the unemployment. That's probably going to be a month or two months before they see any revenue, any money to support themselves when there are a lot of players in the WNBA that already have contracts. And my question, I probably would be like, they didn't ask for this. So should they be paid all their money? Or do you find something that's fair for everyone to to have an opportunity? So to answer your question, if it was me as a GM, obviously a GM, I'm just a GM. I would have owners. But if my owners asked me, I would be like, hey, let's, let's get a scenario. While we're thinking of can we play and all that? but you can still pursue that. But I would be like, hey, let's get a scenario and try to figure out what we can pay our players to be fair that if we don't play, I would say we don't play, we pay them something fair and they safety, we're thinking about their safety first, not entertainment for people that would be sitting in their house in their safe environment. I wouldn't ask the players to risk their lives for that. No, I would not.
0: Wow. And that's a great answer. I mean... And it gives me a lot to think about as well. I mean, as you were talking about that, I was thinking, oh, well, they, maybe we can go to Colorado Springs. You know, that's just a basketball in me. You know, go USA Basketball and have everybody stay there. That's probably the only place that can house that many athletes and have the housing and, and, the, and the facility to feed them and, and stuff like that. That's just an idea to throw out there. But I agree with you as far Remember as Remember
1: being... their families. And what yeah. about their families? Exactly. You, know, you gotta exactly. think about their family, statisticians, officials, how is the doctors gonna work? Each team has their own trainers, their their um developmental coaches. What's the number that you can take into a quarantine environment like that?
0: Yeah, and still be safe. Absolutely. That's, still I, be safe. It, it it gives some it raises some great questions, I'm sure that you have one sitting there, Tamika.
3: Yes, I do. So, PT, you touched on a whole lot of things. The the one interesting thing that I thought, you know, that I wanted to get more clarification on from you is these GMs that have to select, the, uh, get their rosters down to 12 before they could pay out. As a GM, what, how would you be, how would you actually do that? Because you, you're, I mean, you have your players that you already know, but you brought in, you know, three or four new rookies that you really, all you saw was game tape and, you know, you might've got out to see them play in their college seasons, but you haven't had them in a training camp to kind of, you know, see how they are in that setting um, playing amongst other WNBA players. So how would you make that selection? That's, that's tough. Oh yeah. It's real tough because you're
1: picking blind. And then I can tell you, I'm almost sure most people are going to go with what they know you know mm-hmm. what what they the people that they know can produce it you know if you got a rookie that you think can beat somebody out you you might take a chance on them but for those athletes that are new coming in oh unfortunately it's going to be a lot of tears you know because you didn't get a, a chance to show if you could be better because in a situation like this which brings us back to another problem even if you can play you can't just go tell the athlete, oh, hey, come the season, we're playing next week. You're going to need at least three weeks for everybody to get in shape, to get going, you know, because I don't care what you do at home. It's nothing like playing, you know. So there's another three weeks that you have to um, um, account for to get everybody so that nobody get hurt. Those players, to be honest with you, they're, I'm going to tell you right now, I can't see too many players making it from the draft because um, this, the WNBA is tough. And every team has very, very good players. And you're going to have some teams that got room, and they're going to gamble on a younger player, and, and they'll make the team. But I can tell you for the most part, I, I can pretty much almost guarantee that a lot of teams are going to look the same as last year. They're going to keep the players that they know can get it done because when you're trying to get going, you've got to get up quick and get going. Unfortunately, this it's not the year for a rookie, they, they're not going to be able to wait on you. They're not going to be able to on. So people going to make tough calls. And, unfortunately, I, I can't see too many new players making
0: the league this year. Wow. And that's a major blow to the mind, you know, um, sitting here. Yeah. A, bit, um, a lot of people are going to be disappointed. And there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, young women right now that are sitting back watching. And um, uh, Vid could probably speak to this because he has – young girls that he coaches at this moment what do you say to a kid like that i mean vid you have a question
4: um no nah, i don't really have a question i just have a statement going off of what penny was saying um it was very eye-opening because i think we in our perspective in our own perspective sometimes it gets selfish and we like we want the want the game. The little girls want the game, you know what I mean? Um but then when you bring in all the other factors, I think a lot of people aren't thinking about the factors of all right, you can quarantine or you can play without an audience, but then you know, those players, officials, coaches, et cetera, et cetera, have families, you know, and um I think that was a, that was a great point. So I really don't want. I don't have a question. I just wanted to, um, you know, say that that was a mind boggling statement for me. You know, so that's all I have to add to that. Yeah, absolutely. And then the
1: other thing is, and one last thing I want to add to that that I think a lot of people are not even focusing on. You know how they say COVID nineteen affects you know people over sixty. And in the WNBA, we have coaches over 60. You know, Mm -hmm. should they be reaching their lives? And, you know, hats off to the Washington Mystics, you know, congratulations on them winning the championship, who I think they celebrated virtually. Well, let's just take that coach, for instance, Mike Tebow. You know, Mike Tebow is over 60, so should he be put at risk? You know, this is what I'm saying. People are just looking at players because they're thinking healthy. There There are a lot of age ranges of people that occupy that same space so let's just say you know god forbid but let's say one of the older coaches we got him as head coaches we have older coaches and assistant coaches get sick i mean for what a game no for me the solution would be let's find what's fair and pay tell everybody to stay healthy stay in the comforts of their home like everybody that's going to be watching we want sports, and the sports that are able to do it with social distancing, like golf, you know, maybe tennis, if it, was, if it was going, okay, then go for it. And those are the sports that we would have to watch. But those contact sports, football, soccer, basketball, volleyball, all those that take a whole bunch of people, I just can't see it happening. You know, I, I wouldn't tell them to do that because I would hate to see a coach with, A player or staff member died for what? A sport? Because people want to see sports? I think this whole COVID-19 is telling everybody, let's sit at home and think about what we need to be focusing on that's probably bigger than sports, bigger than making a movie, bigger than music, bigger than all that. And that's what we need to be focusing on.
0: Yeah. Yeah hit the nail right on the head as usual and um Tara it's obvious these players are going to suffer some anxiety um, we we currently have a few foreign players who decided to stay home instead of play this year doing to due to COVID-19 and uh what are some good uh POA so like plan of action steps for for some of these players that are gonna you know just really try to figure out what it is that they need to do on the other side of this basketball
2: thing. I first want to say that I, I totally agree with Penny because I think that um, it's profound to consider the families of these um, players. They, they have to come home after the games too. They have children. And what we're hearing a lot is that it does affect people uh, 60, 65 and older, but there's a new trend in, in New York and other states, Chicago, now where there's... Um, a yeah. byproduct of this effect in children and so the at first they said oh 17 and then it's only only seven kids die really one kid is enough but now that number's up to 27 so we see that this thing it came in with a vengeance and we need to address it as such like penny said there's people out there that's still going to go out there and think this can affect anyone and everyone at any age so that raises the anxiety even to begin with, even if it's underlined, like some people are still in denial, I don't know how, but some people are still, you know, um, with all of these people dying, I just don't know how, and and um, I just want to say that to focus on, I have clients, I have adult clients as well, because I'm also a human um, development specialist, so I have extra clients now that are already panicking, that are already going into post-traumatic stress disorder that lost family members. That, so, you know, one of the things that I'm, while I'm coaching to myself, that I'm saying to them, number one is just to focus on the outcome. If you focus on these uh, situations and the circumstances now in, in, in real time, anyone would lose their mind or feel displaced or feel, you know, mentally anxious about it because the circumstances are very, very, very scary. I mean, it's just, it's a fact. However, replacing those those thoughts and those practices with what am I going to eat? What What, supplita- what supplementation am, am I going to take? How am I going to get my fresh air safely? Because we do need that for our endorphins. Working out at home. I had to buy a treadmill because I'm in South Dakota. So the weather, we had snow last week. <laughs> I'm like, come on, you're messing up my outdoor activity over here. But. I had to buy a treadmill just so my mind can feel like I'm still walking And to open up the window. We have to be creative in these times. But um, all of these things are going to definitely increase even more. The more people stay in, but we have to look at what Penny said. It's not about a dollar amount. It's not about, hey, yay, we get to watch our favorite sport. It's about lives. And when people start focusing on that part, it really will calm them in their spirit and it will put them in place, so to speak, and say, hey, now what am I going to do? So what I'm encouraging clients to do with their POAs is to, number one, focus on the outcome. You must move away from, we know what's going on. We don't need any more awareness on it, right? We need a resolution for this. We know it's here. It has arrived and it looks like it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So. What can we do in that moment in time? Yes, we could set up our goals and we can start working towards the goals, no matter how hard it is, just start focusing on the outcome. Just, it really resolves. And then once again, set up everything. I'm telling, you know, my clients to run your race now. Everyone's talking about, oh, when, when the door is open, when I can go outside, when I, no, 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 no. You have, you have your inside of your home where you're safe right now. So what are you doing inside of your home? You can work out at home. You can cook at home. You can be with your kids at home. You can play with your pets at home. You can write your book. You can do a lot of things that you just could not do before at home. That's where your mind must be. It must be on things that keep it busy because we all know about an idle mind. Seriously, this is the devil's playground. It really is. So if we stay focused on our game. That's what I'm telling them. Run your race now so when the door opens, you're already at the finish line. You're ahead of everyone else. You know, even meetings like Penny, you just spoke about going to speak to your marketing person. I'm staying busy, too. We're all staying busy. Mika, you have a business. We're staying busy because that is really the key to all of this. Stay busy so that your mind does not wander into those negative, scary places. Do we feel those emotions? Yes. I had two family members that died in one week from this. So I'm just speaking from my heart right now. And I had to go deep into my soul, into God, into everything like, Lord, in one week. Oh, my God. But that panic came. But as fast as it came, I say, you know what? I love my family and I love everyone else. But you have me safe in the middle of nowhere in South Dakota. Thank you, Lord. You have me safe. And now I'm just keeping Corey and I safe. And this is where you have me. So I must make the best of it. I say this as a a big piece of advice, don't complain about being stuck in a house. You are safe in your house. There are people who are underground right now, people who are mourning kids and mothers and fathers that never had underlying conditions. I say you are safe at home, honor that, explore that, and do things that you've never done before. Start getting into other things, gardening, anything you can do that you've never done before. And then lastly, I want to say that we do, I do telehealth um, with the state, with my clients, and I think it would be awesome for, as I'm hearing this, um, for the players to have telehealth sessions at home so that that anxiety can be definitely redirected clinically and they have that actively going on. And not only that, I'm thinking too you get out there and you play, but look at all of what you have to worry about. Like Penny said, like, you can die just being in contact with someone. Just in the training camps, you can die. So is it really worth that? Do you think that players are really going to have their their game head on? I don't know. I, I mean, I know that I would be worried about it if, if someone's around me just sneezing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I'm trying to make a shot, <laughs> and I'm going to be like, okay, 12 feet away from me. So I – I just don't even know if people's heads are going to be right to be in the game. So I would say that telehealth sessions for uh, the players would be awesome if that can be put together and actively, like even if it's once a week, have them check in and just, you know, it would also make them feel like they're still seeing each other and being around each other. And then it could be done for the players who are overseas as well. Because this anxiety and and post-traumatic stress disorder – and panic disorder, all of these things are just going to, because they're already happening now. As I said, I can't even, I'm overloaded, you, you know what I mean? Because people are just starting to say, like, oh, my God, what do I do? So that's just that's just how I feel about the situation.
0: Yeah, that was good. And that's why it's Sunday brunch, because everybody just get all up in their spirits <laughs> and their feelings and just go in, and, you know, I mean, yes. Everybody's touching on some excellent points, and you know, I want to piggyback off of uh, Tara's talking about creativity and Penny talking about creativity, and going to Tamika as a player to give that perspective. Um, we've suffered many ups and downs, especially overseas, with with, with teams folding, and then you got to wait on your agent to call back with a job. Talk about some of the tax, tactics you use to stay to take to stay in shape and stay focused definitely focused on the goal of playing when Mm -hmm. everything was up there
3: so I I think and I'm I'm pretty sure you know that the players that are in the league now know that this is their livelihood so when you have that and that's what you know what this entails then you have to make sure that you're prepared for every situation situation that you encounter um so for the rookies coming in, what I would say, um, since they haven't been able to touch a training camp, maybe if they were able to um, get in touch with their college strength and conditioning coaches and have them, you know, prepare a, a a program, a preseason program for them, so that they're prepared moving into their WNBA season, whether they have it or not, I think that would be something that they can do and then our, our old crafty vets, you know, some of us, you know, like myself, I was fortunate to be able to play in the, in the league year after year. Um, you kind of know what you need, you know, to get, you know, get yourself prepared and ready for for each season. Um, but you gotta be a little bit more creative in these situations. Um, you know, now I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, the teams probably have like zoom sessions or things like that with their team now. Um, but I would get with my, you know, strength and conditioning coaches and, and try to figure out a plan that I can do, you know, to, to implement a plan now so that whether we have a season or not, I'm prepared for that. Um, and then, you know, now the the tracks, you know, everybody's dealing with different situations around the country. And, you know, here in New York and New Jersey, we're kind of the epicenter of it. So our states, you know, are opening up a little later. Um this past week was the first year, first week that we were able to even um access the tracks and things like that so now you know you have access to the tracks so you can kind of implement that you know the the basketball courts outside you know you still can't get any work done there because if i walk down to my court down the street at my house you, there's two wooden blocks in between the the hoop because they don't want people um coming together in large groups to play but, you know, I'd go out and purchase a, a, a basketball hoop and put that thing in my driveway because I know I got to get my five to five hundred to a thousand shots up a day. So, <laughs> so, so, so you know, you got to be creative. You just got to be creative, but you got to do something. You can't sit around and, and let this, you know, overtake you because you can't plan. You know to not have a season you got to be prepared when they if 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 they say it you got to be prepared and ready to go into that thing fighting and the only way to do that is to be prepared going in
0: absolutely and we know it doesn't change it doesn't stop um what what the coaches and the general managers are expecting from the players regardless as to what happens um you're still expected to produce so uh Penny, could you talk uh, talk about that, elaborate on that, uh, what your expect- expectations will still be?
1: Yeah, the expectation is always to win a championship. You know, obviously, I say this mm. WNBA, NBA, whoever wins it this year is going to have to ask for it because, you know, of uh, the situation that they're in. Like I said, I know the league's going to have to reduce their games to, to have a good season. The expectation if, if it does kick off and it gets going, the expectation is to win a championship. You know, if you're coming and you're coming to play is you know, it's like me said, and this is why a lot of rookies are not gonna make it. It's gonna be hey, which team can get up the fastest, get the most wins, to the position themselves to go into the playoffs and win this thing. It's gonna come down to if i if I gotta be there, I wanna win. And that's where that preparation and like me said, those crafty vets to come ready and Meek know with me being a general manager I had the opportunity to play and be Meek's general manager that our philosophy was like I told you I think a couple weeks ago it's easy for me to cut because when they come to vets i I'd be like you don't see the product you know what it is and you should be in shape if you're not in shape I'm going to cut you just on GP because you should know better I've cut players (laughs) before and you would be amazed that one player I cut and she thanked me she said thank you Now I see why the Sparks win. You know what I'm saying? So anybody out there, um, they should be preparing if they think it's going to be a season. And right now, that's an option that's still on the table. But I want to go back just a little ways further because I'm a true believer in the mind works a lot longer than the body. And what I mean by that, that in addition to preparing physically, Tara hit it on the head. They should be, while they in those meetings talking basketball and preparing, somebody needs to go get somebody, whether that's the league or your team individually, and get someone with some tele-support yes.
2: to deal
1: with your anxiety, <laughs> with your stress. Because the reality of it is, even if you play, that stress is going to be there. Because yes. I would be like Tar too. Does he got it? Whoa, 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 whoa. Am I going to touch you? Or am I going to play defense, Matador defense? <laughs> and I say that, your mind has to be right to go through this. If you plan on playing, the first order of attack is that mind because that mind has to be right. It has to be right. So there's, it's like, I haven't even tried That was so great. I haven't Thank even heard, heard anybody talk about that in the league. <laughs> you know, because that's even like I find myself in – it's, it's crazy because I used to love to watch TV when I come home from work because that was my, I have to say, way to relax. And mm-hmm. now with COVID-19, I had to think the other day. I didn't even have the TV on. I haven't had the TV on in days a week. And then when I put mm-hmm. it on, I fall asleep because it's late at night because I found myself sharpening all my other skills.
4: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like you said, you have an opportunity to sharpen your other skills and not to dominate this whole conversation. For me, I'm like this. You see how I'm doing this because my aha moment in all of this is this. You have to have a plan B. And what I would say to any WRA player, we already know that we're not making millions, so you have to prepare for it. But don't wait till you get to the end of your career to try to prepare for it. This is just showing me that we need more programs to help educate these athletes on there's more to life than just basketball. Because me, Kirby, say this a thousand times, you're one step away from stepping off the cliff, blowing out your knee and your career is over. So while we're getting all these resources to get them more money, no, let's get them some other resources where they can go out and make money. Like, okay, I got a, I got a vision. We all know a lot of people got a vision, but can they execute it? Or do they know where to go get the skills? This is the type of stuff that we need to be investing in now because if something like this happens again, you might say, yeah, I need that salary too, but at least I got something to sustain me right now. It's showing you that you need a plan B because something like this could happen again in the future. So, you know, I went off a little bit, but yeah, prepare yourself physically. And if I'm a team, I will be out there like tar, bringing in whoever my team psychologist was. And if I'm a league, I'm thinking about it because I can guarantee you, if you go in that type of situation and you play and one person gets sick, you're going to have pure pandemonium up in there. So so that's kind of how I said. But as a GM, if we're going to play, the goal is to win. And my role would be as a GM to make sure that in addition to whatever the league is doing, I'm doubling down on whatever my safety issues are to keep everybody safe. Yeah. So that would, that's that's kind of how I would approach it if, if there was a league about to play. Yeah. I mean, I,
0: I'm sure that, that... – they're trying to figure out a way to address it. I, I sit and I'm, I'm like, well, are they, are they following the NBA's lead? I mean, the NBA doesn't have a lead right now. They don't know what they're going to do either. So um, when do, when, when is a good time to talk about it other than, other than right now?
1: And yeah. my thing would be is, and I still say, um, you know, it, it's, you know, for a WNBA player and an NBA player that's not making the millions, you put in a tough situation because you're put in a tough situation because the question I would ask and probably want to put a lie detector on every player because I know players say what you want wanna hear in times like this. My question would be is, is it worth your life to play? And the lead should be asking that, too. And that's why I say I would find another way to say, hey, for everybody that has a contract and make the roster, let me figure out how I can compensate you without you putting your life on the line. And just accept it that sports make a lot of money. So this is just a little thing that we can do for this one year that we are in an area that's beyond normal, beyond normal to say, hey, that we may have to eat this money, but guess what? Everybody gets to stay home and be safe. Is that too much to ask? I don't think so, because I can tell you right now, my my life ain't worth 60000 That's the lower end. And my life ain't worth 225000 That's the high end. It's not worth it. So let me figure out, as an owner say, let me take that and then figure out next year, I got a whole year to prepare. I'm going to double up my sponsorship how I'm going to double up my marketing to be the best in the business. And when these players come back, they should feel like like I felt when the league first started. Oh, my God, it's here. I'm going to do all I can. And understand that you got to get your butt out there. You got to market. No, they ain't, they're ain't. they not going to pay you any more money because they don't gave it to you this year. You know, you're going to get out there and do whatever you can to help support the league and support the W to keep it around. But it's not, it's, you know, it's not – no 200 my life is worth more than like i say take the higher end 225 or whatever it is now it's, it's not worth it my life is worth more that.
0: yeah absolutely and as i sit here and just constantly think about uh sponsorship 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 i mean there's so many creative ways that they can they can promote the league now maybe they're being called call to do that more as well you know doing some psa's and um, you know, how do you, how do you get the sponsors to buy into all of this that's going on? How do you retain them uh, and keep them as a sponsor right now, Penny?
1: Well, see, and this is, you know, a lot of people don't know I was executive vice president and general manager because I could also do the business side. And what a lot of people um, don't, don't understand is, yeah, you want to keep the, 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 the sponsors engaged. But there are a lot of other elements, you know, like television. Television is a billion-dollar business. All the teams are on television, you know what I'm saying? And when I was last in the league, um, it was last year, you know, each team was already getting a million dollars for the television deal. There you go, right there. You're still going to have television. That's another way. Even if you say minus the sponsors, television is going to be there. And it should be enough if you were giving the teams a million dollars anyway, that we're going to be there next year, work out something next year. There, There's, there's all the money for your players. That's just one avenue. Then you want to have your sponsors that want to still be on board because you got to realize it's not just the players, it's just a ripple effect because you're going to have some sponsors that want to be sponsors. But guess what? Their business took a hit too. Their business yeah. took a hit too. You know what I'm saying? They may not be able to give that money right there. But just like, and I'm saying this and not getting off track, just like college athletes want to be paid, they should. Television is a billion dollar business, you know what I'm saying? Um, are the women making a billion dollars? No, the men are. You know, it's one of those situations where, and I hate, well, I don't hate to say it, the NBA when it first started with David Stern, maybe Adam feeling should look at, you know what? We could subsidize, we could subsidize some of that income that some of those owners may be losing on the WNBA side because we all know when the men's league come back, it's back to a billion dollar industry again. Absolutely. So to subsidize some of the uh, money to keep the WNBA going, that's just, to me, that's a that's like pocket teams falling out their pocket. And we're not asking them to do that all the time because the WNBA now WNBA made huge strides um, in supporting itself and sustaining itself. But we are in uncertain times where, guess what, even for, even as a neighbor, I may have to help my neighbor or my neighbor, like I have older neighbors that I have that I go shopping for myself. We got to help each other. So it's not too much to ask the, the NBA to be honest with you. Hey, can you can't get the WNBA $10 million? I mean, that's, that's everybody's salary. And if you don't pay them full salary and it has to go to a prorated, I mean, I don't think hell, just take the fine. The money I wonder what the fines were for the NBA last year. I'm sure they were about five or six million. Take that money and give it to the nBA And I'm saying that because yeah, we're in uncertain times, we're in crucial situations and and everybody gotta have all hands on deck, not every man swim for himself. We're not even doing that as a neighbor. So it's not that much to ask, hey, can you subsidize, and maybe go half with the owners and pay these players, I guarantee you, and I know this, because I, the only other thing I've been besides a GM is a player. I will be grateful, I will be honored, and I will be like, look at the best league that we're playing in. Those would be my words. And they're going to come back, all those players, and give the best that they can um, to the best league in the world, the WNBA, and if if we were to do this for them let them they need to stay home they need to stay safe
0: absolutely absolutely and this was definitely about bringing awareness to the situation and you know just coming up with the viable solutions to to, to what i know is probably going to hit the news within the next couple of days you know within a week about you know what we're going to do as far as the league is concerned the WNBA, and i know that it's going to be the inevitable which is going to be that we're going to have to just chill out and we're going to have to wait this thing out and wait for a vaccine to come out so that everybody can be safe and i and i'm here to tell you that i will not be joining those people in the first wave of people who get those <laughs> shots <I> that's <just laughs> <can> be <better. laughs> But coming back to you know, back to the show, um, I tell you, um, I love I love being on the show with you guys. It's always fantastic. Uh, Got to get some closing remarks
4: from everybody. Can, can I can I ask a quick question? I'm I'm sorry. Can I ask a you quick sure question? Can. Because we we touched on um the mental aspect as far as getting ready to play, um. Can you briefly touch on the mental aspects or um, how to prepare yourself if you're not if you're not having a season? Because all of us being athletes, we we had a routine, and when our careers are coming all, you know, being over or whatever, I know for me, I were I was depressed because I followed a strict routine, and then all of a sudden it was gone, you know. So. Do you, any of you have any um, brief advice for like the rookies or the, the, you know, second, third year, the ones that don't really have a mentor and just know that, you know, all they have is basketball, going to class and then basketball, you know, workouts, practice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But don't have that outlook of, all right, my career is almost over and you know, I need to find my next stage, you know, of life, whether it's business or whatever. So
0: go ahead, Jamaica. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so what what I and it, it is it's what I would say, Vid, is for, for that athlete coming out now and, and being involved in this situation now, it is um it's trying times, I think. Um, I don't know, you know, how I would would approach, you know, this situation um, had I, you know, still been in the league. And, you know, just between all of us and speaking with a couple of like agent friends of mine that are involved in placing their players overseas, there's the market is is going to be crazy in getting overseas because there's a lot of countries that are not going to be playing their seasons internationally either so now you have you know you you've been fortunate to play in the wnba and you know you you have your overseas career now kind of in jeopardy too because you you really don't know if there's going to be a season for you over there as well so it it would be tough for me um you know just to 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 be either from a mental perspective this to remain positive in this situation but you know, as a vet, I would know, you know, it's time to start thinking about, like PT said, like the plan B, you know, what what am I, what would I be doing outside of basketball? What are my interests? What are my passions? What are my goals for when I'm done playing? And trying to get some things up, you know, to start implementing some things that I can do now to, to help my, you know, further my career after basketball. I would start working on that now. Um, but not, you know, not losing sight of, yeah, I'm still a WNBA athlete, you know, I, I'm still a professional athlete, and I still need to be ready and prepared when that time comes as well, but it, it's trying times, I think, for, you know, for a young lady in this in this time, especially from, you know, the rookies coming in. I couldn't
0: agree with you more. Penny, you want to elaborate on that and close us out?
1: Um, I think everything that Meek just said, I think that you know, like I said before, it's telling everybody you got to have a plan B and it's tough babe, when you don't play. You know, I actually I have a nephew that was, you know, just retired from football and he's having a tough time. Just like this situation here is going to be tough. It's one of those things where, like going back to what Tara said, you need tele-support. You know, I think that This should show every college and university as well. They have an obligation. Yeah, they're giving you an education, but I believe the education needs to be structured differently and deal with real time, how to get a real job and, you know, not just studying all the time. Like, and if you're an athlete, because it's such a specialized thing and they're an athlete, is not as big as the whole university, we should already be exposing every athlete to other opportunities outside of basketball. I'm talking about before you even get to the pros, because the pros is just like the lottery. There's a high chance that you're not going to win. Only one person may win. So, and knowing that it's tough for a lot of athletes to make the pros, college, no, it's not okay any athlete in my mind and already paid for college after the first game, as far as I'm concerned, all the money that the universities are making. So they should be having live people in there, giving these people hands-on tools to work in their profession, as well as why can't college athletes do internships while they're playing in the field that they want to do? I think college is having a, a, a role in a, and it should be a necessity that we put these athletes in real jobs so they can establish connections so that they can network and they can do these things. So when they don't make the league, they have something to fall back on, you know, because everybody's not going to make it. And, and and I always used to say in sports, and not to be long-winded, there's two things going to happen in sports, no matter what it is. And I'm going to give you the two answers right here. Father, time is undefeated. And some people clock tick gonna tick tock fifteen years, ten years, and other people clock's gonna to tick tock after one year and two years. And then the other thing that athletes forget about is and here's the other one, evolution. What comes after you will be better. And that's gonna knock a lot of people out when that new wave comes in. So you have to be constantly thinking about if I'm in college now, in college, and, and when you get to our level, the players, you, whoever, you need to be thinking about how does a player brand themselves. And don't just say that to them. Show them. Give them the tools. Here's the tools that you need to be branded. Believe it or not, and i put myself on the spot, but with my book drops, it's a different type of book than what people think. I think people are going to be surprised at what I'm writing about. You know, I can always go back and write about myself as a GM, but it's something I think is more important and deals with the time. Here's, where are the tools? You can't say, what do you want to do? And they go, oh, I want to be this. Okay, how do you do that? What's the action behind the statement? What's the action behind the statement? So I would just say everything Meek said they probably forgot would be being long-winded, but you have to have a plan B, I think, in college before you get to us. is your obligation to have every athlete, as far as I'm concerned, it should be a, it should be mandatory that you intern somewhere in whatever profession you want to intern in. Make them network outside of all the groupies that just like athletes because they're athletes. Let make them go to a business world and deal in that world where some of the business people don't care who you are, you got that work, you know, to experience that. Because then it's not a shock when it happens. Because yeah, they already it. prepared you in college, and that's where I think we need to correct the problem out there. Because yeah, everybody isn't going to make it to the pros. It's just not going to happen. It's like the lottery.
0: Mm. Once again, Virginia Penny Tola knocks it out the
3: park.
1: <laughs> <I wanna laughs> oh, you talking my real name. Everybody
0: out there. <laughs> who is on the show, <laughs> everybody, you guys, it's just always fantastic. Vid tamika you know we are tara um sunday brunch is always on fire as usual we have to save some stuff for next week so once again thank you for being on the show ladies and gentlemen thank
1: you my pleasure thank you always so a my pleasure
3: yes
0: <laughs> i would toast it up but my drink is down I have water oh, today, oh, so well,
4: it's, o- it's, it's over. Water.
0: <laughs> 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 All right. I'll let y'all know. I'm gonna throw it up in a couple of hours. All
3: right.
1: Hey, Sounds great thing. To Thank you guys, everybody. Yeah. All right.
3: Always a pleasure. Y'all have everybody a good week. Yes. Stay safe. Take care. Everybody, keep working out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey,
1: that's, that's what we're gonna do, and we're gonna hold each other accountable. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, got you, boy.
0: Tomorrow be rolling out the door.
1: You know, Willy, Wonka, Willy Wonka, the
0: girl who ate the blueberry cow. Uh, I know, that's what I said. And we're gonna
1: hold each other
4: accountable.
1: So next Absolutely. week, you guys. See you guys later. All right. See you later. Have
2: bye a,
3: bye a good bye. week, y'all. Peace. Peace.